0: Oh yes, they went down the ground. This could be six as well. It's a big game. it's a good, six. straight down the ground, almost into the dressing room, and that tells the story. What an innings this is. What our units this being slaughtered. Couch stop. Hello and welcome to Couch Talk. Today's guest is arguably the greatest fast bowler cricket has ever seen and most definitely the greatest left-hand fast bowler of the game, Vasim Akram. We'll be talking about his dismissal of Rahul Dravid in the 1999 Chennai Test, what it takes to be a very good fast bowler, impact of T20s, how he managed his health issues during his career, his views of Pakistani cricket, amongst other things. Visit Vasimakramlive.com for more information on what this legend is up to these days and follow him on Twitter at Vasimakramlive and also follow his business manager Aslan Shah Haider on Twitter at Arslan Haider to get in touch with Vasimakram. Welcome to the show Vasim Bhai. Thank you very much. You're in England right now and uh, you're involved in charity work and also with the Cricket Academy. Yeah yeah it's called Cricket Plus Academy. Please uh, do tell us about that.
1: Cricket Plus is uh, this academy with this uh, young boy called Faisal, he looks after it. Where so he calls me uh, for a day where uh, average, uh, every age is, I mean today we had kids from, I'm, I'm at, actually at the coaching session today, we have these uh, kids from age uh, 10 onwards and there are about 25 kids today and there will be 25 later on today. So the idea is to tell them the basics about fast bowling, the bowling run up, the action, in all little details that so exactly that's what i'm doing here
0: with uh, cricket plus excellent uh, i would like to talk to you about uh, your on field exploit that yeah that dismissal of rahul dravid in the 99 madras test it showed yeah. it showed a bowler who knew his craft inside and out was on top of his game and had immaculate control could you briefly take us through your uh, thought process and your planning uh, behind the dismissal? The thought process being a fast bowler is, is is actually very simple. I mean, nowadays
1: they made it complicated whenever uh, I see these young fast bowlers. It's very simple. You outfox the batsman. you come and run in. Obviously, you know what's happening, the delivery you spoke about. The first two are bowled in-strings and uh, Rahul was leg before. I mean, nowadays he actually would have been dressing room. <laughs> but I think, uh, obviously, I knew he'd be waiting for the in-string again for third delivery and uh, the, uh that that delivery bolt I aimed like then obviously the idea was either nick or clip the off term and that to get And it did clip the off term. So everything worked for me. But again you have to sort of uh you know nowadays I hardly see any reverse swing. Those days reverse swing me and Makar used to do both ways in swing, out swing. If you see nowadays it's only one swing, either it comes in. Right hander brings the ball back into the right hander. And left hander, if it's a bowling reverse, it goes away to the right hander. Now, they both do the both. So, reversing art is, for me, in the last five years, I think it's gone now.
0: I hardly see any bowler doing it, or either they are not bothered. What was most impressive about that uh, dismissal was that uh, in the length you bowled at the spot where the ball pitched. How does. And you see, that's why I tell all these young bowlers, uh,
1: like in IPL as well, all the fast bowlers, Bala G, Mashami, and this new guy, and then obviously Brett Lee. The idea is to bowl at the length where batsman is uncomfortable, either playing on a front foot or either playing on a back foot. It should be halfway. You know, sometimes batsmen come on a front foot, plays beautifully. That makes me, used to make me very uncomfortable as a bowler. <laughs> so the length, short of a length, depends on the wickets. Depends if you're playing on subcontinent, slightly shorter. If you're playing in Australia, slightly
0: fuller. And if you're playing in England, you really have to bowl full because ball seems around. So it depends on the condition and the wicket as well. A couple of follow-up questions on that very thought you just said. First, how does a fast bowler acquire the level of control that you seem to have or at least go about getting it's it? Very, uh, the way I learned, uh, it was obviously county helped me. I had a very good mentor. In fact, the best mentor
1: still is a mentor, Imran Khan, as far as bowler and leadership concerned. But again, net practice nets is perfect. The more you practice, the better you'll become. Nowadays, I've seen bowlers run in without any thinking process. For me, net was uh, net was a place where I could try different things, go around the wicket, come close to the stumps, come go wide of the trees. All these stuff I learned in nets myself. The youngsters nowadays they're going to work hard in nets and think net as a match, not as a net, and run in
0: with purpose. Don't just run in blind. You mentioned you've played a fair bit of county cricket. You know, the up-and-coming fast bowlers, they don't seem to be doing the amount of bowling that they need to do to understand their body, their skills, their ability to adapt to conditions. And on top of this, uh, you mentioned IPL, where it runs for seven weeks, but the bowlers get to bowl anywhere from 60 to 70 overs. Doesn't this run counter to the philosophy of fast bowler development?
1: You see, nowadays, uh, all these uh, foreign coaches, uh, I mean, it was very simple in my time. It was only ten years ago I retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but less than that, nine years ago, it was very simple. Uh, what I've learned from Imran and Javid Miyazad of course, the idea is to, I, as a fast bowler, you, your fast bowling muscle will only work when you bowl in nets. Gym training is good for individual muscle or maybe to look good, I suppose. As part am <laughs> <parts nowadays. laughs> the fine with that. But again, uh, if you look good and if you're not bowling well, there's no point for you to be a fast bowler or be a bowler at all. The idea is to get wickets for your country, for your county, or for your club. So next, foreign coaches have done something very odd. You can only bowl two overs to three overs and then rest. If you tell people, uh, young bowlers from subcontinent to rest and you're going to get paid, they will pick up rest. Hmm. That's the That's the psychology we come from. So we have to adapt our own subcontinent. Look at Great Kapil there. We used to be bowled 125 test matches We bowled as a fast bowler. Name me now an Indian-Pakistani bowler Osa, or Sri Lankan bowler who can play 100 test matches. There's none. I mean, India had Sri San, they had Munaf Patel, they had Aarti Singh. They came, they were quick, and suddenly they were gone. Ifan Patan is there, he's bowling well, but not what he was three years ago. So we have to think why this is happening. These guys need role models. These guys need constant,
0: uh, consistent uh, eye on them, what they do off the field as well. It's not only bowling in the nets, but match bowling as well. But, uh, you know, because the pressures are different. What is the effect of only bowling 60 you to 70 overs?
1: You, you create your own pressure in nets as a bowler. Try not to bowl no balls in nets. Try, try to get the batsman out, have imaginary field set for the batsman. And then you bowl. But nowadays, they just come and run and bowl at length. And if you ask them what they're trying to do, it's just bowling length. But that's not good enough. If you learn Yorker, if you want to bowl Yorker, Yorker is the bread and butter nowadays in T20. And T20 will uh, will uh, will go on for sure. We all know. If I was playing nowadays, I'll make sure I bowl at least 12. We'll be able to bowl 12 Yorkers at will out of 24 deliveries I have in 2020 over. And nowadays, uh, they bowl low, full toss. Try to bowl yorker, but that doesn't happen because you don't practice in nets. And under pressure, obviously, if you don't practice in nets, under pressure, you'll be a full toss. And full toss, we know it disappears every time you bowl.
0: As a bowling coach, how do you guide your bowlers to build an over? Every single delivery has to be a means to an end.
1: Yeah, I tell them the first thing is to, to read a batsman and assess, assume that he's going to have a go at me in one dot bowl. He will have a go at you. Be, be sensible. Bowl middle leg, have fine leg back. Just give a single away. Try Attack the new batsman. But these things, they don't learn. When I used to bowl, if there's a partnership going, there's a proper batsman thing on 100 plus tail and number nine who came in, I used to give single easily. Bowl middle leg, have fine leg slightly fine. And middle leg, just give the single to set batsman and attack the, attack, attack the new batsman at the other end. Bowlers don't think that anymore. So my, what I used to tell, to tell, what I tell my bowlers in, uh, Kolkata night riders is how to read a batsman, concentrate on the first and the last delivery. Because if you get hit on the first ball for boundary for six or four, your whole over will be gone. And you bowl a beautiful over, two runs in an over, and last ball, if you don't concentrate, you get hit for six, it go ten and over. So, you know, these little details and field settings, if you are bowling yokers, your extra cover will be, uh, will be straighter. In front of the square, your mid-on and mid-off, build the stator as well. So these things I tell them to set their field. Fielding is very important in G20. And obviously I had a very good talent in my, Kolkata uh, Knight team. The bowlers are very exceptional. They enjoy bowling and we do talk a lot about bowling. We talk about bowling. So that helps them. Give them, that gives them a confidence.
0: If somebody's watching them out there, if they make any mistake, I can always send a message in. Hmm. Because the, the modern-day bowler, not just with the uh, Kolkata Nitrators or the IPL, the modern-day bowlers, they don't seem to be having the ability to come up with backup plans and make changes to their plans on the fly. You know, if they do try something, they come with uh, plan A, but if things don't work, then they're taken to the cleaners. I think
1: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a culture now. That's what I've picked up. It's a, it became a culture that fast bowlers have become bit soft, I mean, the only bowler I... One of the bowlers I love to watch, the way he bowls and runs in his Dale Stain. If any young bowler wants to follow someone, it has to be Stain. Hmm. Look the way he runs every delivery he bowls with 100% effort. And that's how you become a great bowler. You can't just pick and choose, OK, I'm not going to bang in on this uh, particular over. I'll come and bowl
0: the next over. By the time there won't be any next over, the game will be over. When, when you are playing for Pakistan... What was the effect of having Wahar Yunus on the other end? You know, you may not have always seen eye to eye all the time, but you guys made it work. So, Yeah, we did. I think it was an honour. I think one of the best bowlers I've played with and uh,
1: played against at times in country cricket, but he was he was sight to watch. Vakhar Yunus for sure. One of the quickest bowlers, reverse swing both ways, and he used to sprint in every ball and with long run up. I mean, we've seen Shreya Bakhtar, very bowled for like two years fast and then he disappeared. Nobody takes his name now. But Vakha <laughs> is a legend and one of the greatest bowlers of all time. And we had great fun against uh, every batting. Against India, against England. Thrashed them in uh-huh. their own countries. So that was fun <laughs> playing I mean, with him. It
0: was really fun. It was fun scaring the batsmen. <laughs> <laughs> How does it work within the team atmosphere? Two really great players that uh, may not get along personally, but professionally together.
1: Uh, they were fantastic. But you see, he, uh, all the team at that time, said Anwar, Suhail, Marcel, Vakar, Mijaz, Ahmed, Mohim Khan, you know, all these guys, uh, Akit Jawed, Mushtaq Ahmed, the idea was, the idea was, whatever happens off the field, will stay off the field, on the field, we are for a country, and we want to win. It was a matter of pride. Hmm. And he may show, you know, because he had to... Uh, see our faces in the morning in the mirrors as well. <laughs> so that was the idea. Whatever happens off the
0: field, if we stay there.
1: We're not going to take it to the ground.
0: Hmm. There is a question from a listener, Masood Kazi, and he actually met you in Trent Bridge last year during the India England series. He was the only guy wearing okay. pa- he was the only guy wearing a Pakistani shirt in sea of India England <laughs> <laughs> shirts. He wants to know about. Uh, how you manage your health. You've had several issues with your groin, intercostal mus- muscles, shoulder, hernia, appendicitis, and, of course, diabetes at the peak of your magnificent 19-year career. So what was your motivation? Where did the drive come from?
1: How did my, you manage- my my drive was my wife, my late wife, Homa. She's the one who molded into a strong person mentally and physically. And obviously, when I go through injury an injury or when I found out when I am a diabetic, it took me three, four months to gather the information in my brain and and I realized it's there. I have to fight it out. I have to lead a normal life, obviously a healthy lifestyle. And um, so far it's working. I've been diabetic for 15 years now and everything is working. I just, I think you've got to be mentally strong and that's it. It's, it's. I'm a diabetic. I have to look after my health. I don't have to blame other people or tell other people to look after me. It's my job. It's my health. If I'm happy, if I'm relaxed,
0: obviously it'll affect my. uh, It'll affect positive on my body. The more things change, more they stay the same. With uh, Pakistani cricket, one step forward, two steps back. So, if you were, if you were in an official capacity to influence Pakistani cricket, what would be some of the steps you will take? You know, right from the get go.
1: I make sure we have a regular
0: captain there's
1: no point having two captains because in our culture, we can't follow one leader. How will we follow two leaders? (laughs) I just want to know that. Um, That's that's actually a good enough answer. In our culture, we can't follow one leader. How can you have three captains or two captains? So first of all, as one leader, and support him for one, one year. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses, just support the captain. And players should know that cricket board has a boarding, uh, backing to this captain, and he's not going away. And then, and then obviously we have a talent, but we need to, uh, you know, we need to channel that talent. I mean, I was just seeing the scorecard. Pakistan, Sri Lanka score 400 plus, and they were 100 all out mm-hmm. uh, against Sri Lanka. So if Pakistani batsmen can't play spin, then I don't know what can they play. So it's all mental block than anything else. You gotta give them confidence. You gotta give them a bit of education on and off the field, and what. The problem I have with these Pakistan boys are they're good, very, very, very good bunch of boys. But they don't socialize. They don't go to meet different people. They stay in their rooms. I mean, when we played, we were, I played Lancashire. I used to go out. I played against Australia. We used to hang out after the game. But nowadays, these boys don't. So their confidence levels are very, very low. I hope uh, that Pakistan team, Pakistan cricket will flourish again. I have no doubt. talent is immense in Pakistan. But just like I said, we just have to channel it. <laughs>
0: Last question, a lot of Pakistani fans and Indian fans sent in questions for you. The summary is, yeah. the Pakistani fans want to know why you haven't become the bowling coach for a Pakistani team and the Indian fans want to know why you haven't become the bowling coach for the Indian team. So any
1: few... <laughs> <laughs> My first answer is I want to live happily ever after. <laughs> I'm fine where I am. Pakistan cricket board has to ask me to be a coach. I'm not going to go and stand in front of the door every day sir, I'm here, please take me as a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. So they haven't offered me as yet in the last three, four years. They haven't. Oh, since I retired. So that's the answer for the Pakistanis. And uh, answer for Indian, that why I, I don't want to become an Indian bowling coach, I don't have to become an Indian coach. I think I'm helping them without being a coach because I meet them during IPL. They all come up to me. And they're very good boys, all the Indian young bowlers. And uh, I'm, I'm giving all the help uh, I can to them and to Pakistani bowlers. Whenever I meet them, they come up to me. I'm always available to them.
0: All right. On that note, thanks a lot for coming on the show, Wasim. And it was an absolute privilege and pleasure talking to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. this is what are Eunice has been slaughtered
1: Couch Talk